Hey guys, and welcome to the Fit28 podcast. This is where we talk everything fitness and nutrition to help you guys get to that next step, get to that next level to help you on your health and fitness journeys. It's Brian here. I'm a fitness coach, metabolic nutritionist, and owner of the Fit28 studio in Clyde North. In today's episode, we've got some great, great tips to help binge eating. Now, I want to cover three very important tips, three that I think can really help a lot of people out, especially while in lockdown and coming out of lockdown to help them to get ready for when we want to chase our goals, especially in Melbourne leading into the warmer months. All right, so these tips today, I think are really going to help a lot of people out there that tend to do some of these common things. For example, I'm going to have pizza on a Friday night. Now, I want to have one slice because I know that pizza has a lot of calories. However, sometimes I just can't hold back and I end up consuming the whole thing. You know, I'm halfway through it now. I might as well just finish the rest of it off. And then they tend to then binge a little bit more on the weekends and then have to start again and reset, press that goddamn reset button and kick it off on Monday. Or you plan to have a little square of chocolate. However, you end up getting through that whole packet. Then you feel bad for yourself. You feel bad. You're giving yourself all this negativity and you continue to binge for the next day or two before you reset and press that button and get back on track. So these tips are to help people that are going through that and these really are a great solution. I feel these are gonna help you if you listen to all three of these. Now the first one I wanna talk about is meal frequency. Now I'm not talking about meal frequency like it's the be all end all that it's the only way to do it. Just because I eat meals at a very frequent rate, you know, I have five or six meals a day and I've been doing that for quite a long time. However, what I find and what I find it helps people on, and there's a lot of research behind this as well, on a science point of view is meal frequency helps you limit those windows of opportunity to be very hungry. Because if you're someone that doesn't plan your day out and you might have a couple meals, maybe some days you have one meal, some days you have three, whatever it might be. When you don't know when your next meal is and you have that hunger, those hunger levels are rising, you will go to grab a snack, you'll go to grab something, and you tend to grab something that's quick and easy. And sometimes it's not the best choice. Sometimes it's a choice that's off plan. And then because you feel like you potentially made some mistakes, you're failing your progress, you then binge a little bit for those next coming days to, like I said, you press that reset button and you start again. So meal frequency, I think, plays a huge role in minimizing the opportunity to binge on other choices because if you know you're a little bit hungry, your hunger levels are rising, and you know that within 30 minutes you're having another meal, you might say to yourself, oh, I can just wait, I can hang off, I can hang in there until I'm having my meal that I've got planned. So meal frequency does really improve that, and I've seen it work in a very, very positive way because you gotta remember that things like fasting, for example, might work for Karen, but it may not work for you. So stop trying it and stop giving it a go over and over and over again if you're continuing to press that reset button. And that same rule applies to many other diet methods as well. If you're not sticking to it, if it's not working for you, you don't have to do that diet just because someone you know got a great result with it. You need to figure out a way and make a path that works for you, that you are successfully you know, undergoing that nutrition plan and, and also referring to training programs as well. It needs to suit you and your environment and, and, and the world you live in. 
The next tip is to stop dieting so restrictively. And this comes down to a few different ways because there's two different methods that this can fall under. There's one is restrictively, you know, cutting calories right back and being really strict with calories. And then there's also people that don't count calories that eat healthy, but they restrict themselves from a lot of food choices and especially a lot of the food choices they really, really enjoy. But because they've listed them as a bad food, they don't want to go near them. They don't want to touch them. However, what I see happen and what you might even realize and you've probably discovered it's happening for yourself, if you look back and you look back at the timeline, the history of you dieting and, and working towards your goals, if you've been restrictively eating, you might see yourself doing that stop, start, stop, start, going in circles from really being restrictive and then binging on those foods that you might have classified in that list of bad foods. Because really, there's no good or bad food. Foods just give us a nutritional value, and they give us an amount of energy. So let's just say you consume that one donut, which was on that list of bad foods. Now, you automatically start to get some negativity in your mind. You automatically start to feel like you're failing, that you've, that you've made some mistakes. And what tends to happen is you then finish off that day binging on some bad food. So instead of having that one donut, you have two. Instead of just having that one donut and getting back on track, you have chocolate, pizza, all these other foods that were on that bad list because you're like, oh, well, I've already stuffed up. I might as well just finish off the day and then get back on track. However, if you didn't list it as a bad food choice, because really it's not, like I said, food just gives us a nutritional value. There's no good or bad foods. Some are healthier than others. However, if you don't list it as a bad food and you change your mindset behind this and not diet so restrictively, when you do have that donut, you get straight back on track. That next meal is straight back on track to plan and you carry on. However, if you continually start to feel like you're failing and mentally give yourself some negativity, then it always ends up to binging and then getting back on track, binging and getting back on track. If we can prevent that binging by really understanding that that donut, that chocolate, that one slice of pizza is not a bad food, you'll be much more consistent and you'll have a much more consistent approach across the year and that's what's really gonna pay off big time because that one donut does not cause any fat gain. Too many calories will. And that will come from that binging that follows that one donut if you're really considering it as a bad food. And this method really works for me myself. You know, I'm constantly eating my healthy meals. However, if I do want that donut, if I do want a chocolate, I have it without hesitation. However, I know and I tell myself, all right, Brian, you gotta get back on track this next meal. Don't let that slip up and become you know, multiple items, multiple food choices. So when I do have that donut, when I do have that pizza, I'm happy to have that. However, I do get back on track because I know it's all about consistency across the week. I know that one meal isn't gonna cause um, weight, weight gain. I know that one meal isn't gonna just sabotage all my progress from the last four weeks, and it's definitely not. It's definitely not for you either. So just remember that, that if you do have that one meal that's a little bit off plan, it's not necessarily that bad food. You just gotta tell yourself, all good, I'm gonna get back on track and continue on and keep chasing my goals. Now the third tip I have here for you, and it's not talking about restrictively eating by tracking calories, but what this does, if you do track your calories, and I'm not telling you have to, you know, I'm not tracking mine at the moment, I've gone many years without it, and many years without it, and getting even better results. However, there's times when it is good to track them. However, for some people, for that peace of mind, it's great to track their calories, and if you're not doing it, and you might have never tried it, and you might know you binge, and you might get mentally upset if you do have some bad choices, maybe you could try this method, because if you do track your calories, 
and you do incorporate a chocolate into your daily intake and you realize that, hey, I haven't gone over my calories, I've still got room for my last meal, I might just make something slightly a little bit less on it, maybe not as much sauce to, to, to um, save some calories there. For example, mentally, you're a bit more sane because you know you haven't overdone, you haven't overconsumed calories while still consuming that chocolate or that slice of pizza or the donut or whatever it might be. So sometimes for some people, and I've seen it work tremendously well over the years, is when they do track their calories, they've got a much better mental state because of the fact they know that they're actually not overdoing it even though they've still had that food that they maybe once thought was a bad food choice, they've realized that they could still consume it and still be on their plan and still get results. So counting calories may not be for you. You might have tried it before and realized, nah, this is not for me. And I totally agree. Sometimes it's not for anyone at all, but sometimes it is for some people. Hey guys, three tips to help binge eating now. I know these three methods have helped a lot of people over the years, so hopefully one of these three are going to help you improve your consistency with your nutrition because coming out of lockdown, you know, getting back into the gym, getting back into the routines, it's important that we cover the nutrition side and really get on top of that as well. If you've got any questions, guys, reach out and send me a message. You can contact me on my website at www.fitin28.com.au. Scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and you'll see the contact box or drop me a DM on Instagram at fitin28gym or Brian Miller Fitness. And I'll be happy to answer any questions and even talk about some topics that we can cover on the podcast. So thanks again for tuning in and listening. And I'll speak to you guys at our next podcast. Thanks, guys.